Hello, we're testing. <laughs> Hello, you have joined uh, Aoife's podcast. Do 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 do. Boom! I think we stole him. Okay. So we're just gonna like chill out around the thing for a minute. Just yeah. Chill out because you can totally edit all this out. And the closer you are to it, the better too. I think. Is that a bit of a hint? <laughs> I get it. I hear it. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> we're just gonna cheers. 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 Bottoms up to bottoms. <laughs> This is the Happy Wade podcast. My name is Aoife and today I've brought along my friend Trisha. Trisha works a lot in healing and has done a lot of her own work. So she totally gets these conversations that I have around weight and eating and our confidence around her body. So today's topic is about your mother, your weight. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, thanks so much for having me on, Aoife. Mm-hmm. Um, We're having a glass of vino, by the way. We are, yeah, 100%. But um, it is like normal hours to have vino. It's like 7.58. I don't think we need to justify it. <laughs> True. Okay. We're, we're adults now. Yeah. Whatever we want. 14. Is my mom listening? We're 14 <laughs> and in a bush. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so um, thanks so much for having me on. I suppose like the reason I am so delighted to be here is because I am just another Irish girl who was born into um, Irish society and really felt the weight of the shame that was put on our bodies as women in this society. So I think a lot of my journey has been around that reclamation of my bodily space and my bodily sovereignty and my... Yeah, the sacredness of, of what it means to be in your body, you know. Really yeah, like. and you've you've like overcome a lot of things, and like I just know that from yeah. knowing you, and then the work I do every day with people and the yeah. challenges that they have, um, and like yeah. really what I'd like to talk to about a little bit today as well is like boundaries, and I think boundaries are always like unspoken. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 don't actually mm-hmm. have to tell someone don't make comments like that about my yeah. body like not always sometimes yeah. you're just oozing a presence that like you're not to be spoken to like that mm. um and the reason I wanted to do a podcast on or an episode anyways on your mother your weight is because like it's a tricky thing with our moms isn't it because it's mm. kind of like you know obviously you, you you let them in in terms of their advice and mm. you know they raised you and everything but just I pretty much know for a fact, I don't think I'd have a business if it wasn't for mothers screwing up their daughters. Like yeah. the vast majority of my clients would would have had weight issues or do have weight and eating issues because of the heavy, heavy, continuous advice mm. and criticism from their moms. Yeah. Like so much so that you can't really like hear your own thoughts and intuition and what you need to do to know you know like there's a few things in that when I'm listening to that and it's like the first thing I hear is um it's like we're all victims of victims yes exactly not to not to like blame our mothers like but to know that they're they picked it up from somewhere too you know and like they're coming from the best place that they can yeah and that 
the second thing is like we often look to our parents as like godlike figures until we learn to kind of think for ourselves you know we often don't realize that the voice in our head is often, yeah you know been imprinted upon us and like that we have the choice Again, yeah that, that sovereign that real independent space that we can choose our own thoughts but it's about I suppose like if I'm looking back to the younger me and I'm thinking I don't even know if you said that to me 15 years ago I wouldn't even know what that meant you mm-hmm. know like so like how 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 would you explain what it looks like now if if you don't know what it feels like to think your own thoughts or feel your own way about your body or your food? So, what do you mean? Like, as in you're just too swayed by... Yeah, like, what, what does it... Like, what are the common things that you notice in people who who are listening to their mother's voice over their own? Well, <clears throat> I think... Um, I think, first of all, what you say about, like, we're all just kind of victims of victims and stuff, and it's a generational thing. Like, Mm. I think that's so, so important to understand because I think the most, like, underlying thing about the whole thing is that that's someone else's fears, not yours. Like, Mm. if you're dressed to go out and your mom is afraid that you'll be perceived as fat-looking because of what you're wearing, Mm. that's her fear. That's not your fear and so it's like you know so that's kind of her stuff not your stuff um but um then I think I suppose how it manifests is that kind of what you mean in terms of like how it kind of it kind of comes across in daily life is it well I suppose being very very lost and confused as to what you're meant to eat okay because it's like so I suppose the ideal way to grow up and which is what like I would say most pediatric dietitians do now when they're kind of working with kids or training moms or whatever is that, you know, the, the, the child is led by their appetite. So Mm. it's like, if they're finished, you do not get them to finish the plate. No way. You're kind of like, Oh, I trust you understand that that feeling is full and I believe you, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And so if we're taught to distrust ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is through, you know, you feel full and then your mom is like, no, you're not full. Finish your plate. And then it's it's kind of like that's and obviously, you know, the 80s or, or before it were different times and there wasn't a lot of food around. And, you know, there's there's kind of we can see where they were coming from. But it, it I suppose it is now about turning things around. And it's like if you are an adult, even if you're not an adult, if you're younger, it's like you are the only one know, who knows what your capacity for food is. Mm. And you are the only possible person who could know mm-hmm. when you're getting hungry or when you are hungry mm-hmm. or what could be good for you. And we really are like lambs to the slaughter because mm-hmm. basically the more we distrust our body and stuff, the more we're going to like read. Like I used to have so many email subscriptions used by like all those like slimming club magazines mm-hmm. and like there was I was just limitlessly consuming diet and nutrition information as well as getting my degree. And it was like there wasn't one percent room for my opinion, you know, or mm-hmm. what my body thought of food. And like it really doesn't get you to a good place. Not with weight and actually not with IBS issues either, because you're just kind of like, oh, free from foods, free from foods and like sugar free foods or fat free foods or whatever mm-hmm. it is, depending on your goal. And it's kind of like none of them might suit your body like all the processed stuff mightn't suit your body at all and mm-hmm. your kind of intuition and your body knows that you yeah, know yeah you know it's really really interesting that the main uh antidote to 
that voice in your head is listening to yourself and your body but actually you know speaking from my own experience like beginning to even understand that concept is so foreign when you're in that space of sheer detachment and kind of grossness yeah. you know and punishment that idea of like yeah the body is something to be you know starved or overfed or like you know like pushed around or pushed around or like over exercised or you know under exercised or whatever else it is whatever <clears throat> whatever the you know outlet is for that like so so how how would you go about learning to intuit your body to to listen to its signals i think <clears throat> the main thing would would be is to identify how thinking your way out of this or educating yourself or listening to hundreds and hundreds of pieces of advice has got you nowhere. Yeah. I would actually kind of say that like the more information, the more nutritional information you're consuming, the more diet information you're consuming, more than likely the more lost you are. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of like, see, and so this is the whole thing. It's like, I think like all the advice that I'm giving, it's not about just being a hippie for the sake of being a hippie it's mm. actually about being results focused it's actually about like looking back over the last 10 years or however long it's been that you've struggled and being like right what I've been doing has not worked mm-hmm. so actually being very like cutthroat about it mm-hmm. it's like right okay I absorbed all the magazine information I done tons of diets and it's like that is clearly not mm. going to get me to a happy place with food and a happy weight if it if it hasn't so far to date um and also i i think it takes massive massive accountability because to be honest the with the whole diet industry and all the opinions and the whole like push around your body and under exercise yeah. it and over exercise it and all the rest of it that's all with the underlying theme that your body is the enemy yeah. that when you're not looking it's going to try and make you fat <laughs> <laughs> I spat on you but like yeah but like you know what I mean sorry it's not funny like but it is like but it's, it's like this yeah. sniper body that's like quick she's not looking it is totally like <laughs> that and it's like ha ha you yeah. at the packet now you're yeah. up a stone like yeah. I kind of think that's what it feels like anyway when you've got that fear of weight gain mm. it's kind of like a monster lurking around every corner or something yeah. and it's like to understand that like we kind of have to come to the realization without any blame that we did this like mm-hmm. as in that you know the 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 the, the extra say fuel on our body it mm. it didn't get there from our body being against us it it got there because of our distorted eating because of our distorted thinking and it's like being oh. honest about the nights that it was like your body was not up for it. Like, do you know, like you've, you've eaten a load, you're going to bed with stomach pain or you're going to bed super full. You're waking up with a food hangover or you're just generally lethargic or, you know, you're not treating yourself right. Like, you know, you deserve more energy than this. And that heaviness, like all of those symptoms are your body saying like, please, no, I'm not designed for this level of food. Like I'm not designed for this level of food or this type of food. So the whole theory of it's my body causing it like is so disjointed from the truth. But that's a hard, hard pill to swallow. You felt like even when you said it, like my whole body was like, oh, I could feel the shame. <laughs> well, I could feel the yeah. shame rise in my body, you know, like because it, it could when you hear that first feel like, oh, I'm a useless 
piece of whatever like I, I can't believe I did that to myself and it just like this shame on top you know it's the, it's the shame shit layer cake that I call it where it's just like shame and fear and guilt and all this stuff so but see the thing is is that we don't that's need what, yeah, we, we don't need to like I, I, yeah I just like so what, what do we say when we feel that shame where I'm like oh yeah I failed again like well, how can we help ourselves out of that well I think the thing is is that like there's many many things we have to kind of overcome to get out of disordered eating and another one is to not be a fattest because mm. people don't like hearing this but the only people who are fattest are people with disordered eating mm. because everyone else is just getting on with things mm. whereas if you're super judging your body there's no way you're super judging your body without super judging other oh, people's bodies as well so the number one thing would be like if you put on some weight that doesn't mean you shot someone yeah. <laughs> like you just put on some weight it doesn't matter it's like that doesn't make you less of a person Mm. it's literally fuel it's the most temporary thing there it's like if a ferrari has you know 10 euro petrol in it or 50 euro petrol i don't know does ferrari take petrol (laughs) but um you know it's like it's still a ferrari it doesn't make a difference and so it's the same with us it's like do you know if if stuff got a bit crazy with our eating yeah and the result is a bit of weight right now it, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But but like in the time when it does matter, it really matters. Like so, mm. like and I know, I know it's easy to say it now with a love for myself. But I remember, I remember when it really was my value. Do you remember? Like that, yeah. and that's really hard when that low self esteem is there to not. Um to not beat yourself up or give it like another you're like oh there's another reason why I can just not like myself even more you know yeah so it's like how do we begin to break the cycle of of not enoughness well I think another little miracle thought that might occur that I think happened at some stage with me is like anything is better than this Mm. like anything is better so it's like if you're all day long kind of counting calories, mm. counting what you've ate, mm. hating yourself, mm-hmm. just, just yeah, basically constantly thinking about food and weight. It's like, whatever about your weight, this is no way to live. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is no way yeah. to live. For sure. Do you know what I mean? So anything is more crack than that. So how do we bring, how do we bring that lightness in? How do we switch it from... Um a controlling fearful kind of shameful cycle into more of a self-love self-care self-intuiting cycle i don't know am i skipping a step again but i i i do think like maybe if there was a like a little seed of thought that i deserve more than this yeah do you know like that like perhaps i don't deserve to feel shame all day yeah like yeah perhaps there are people a lot, lot bigger than me, who are very beautiful, very attractive, very mm. much living their life. You know, like, because I think whatever our negative thoughts are about weight, there are thousands of people out there proving that weight has nothing to do with that goal. Yeah. You know, whether it's like your career or finding a partner or like starting a hobby or whatever, it's like, shut up, basically, because yeah. it's like, you can't use that one like you know yeah. you can't say oh it's my way that whatever so it's like you know it, it i suppose it's that kind of um just that kind of 
drive to know that you don't deserve to feel like that. Yeah. So, okay, we're we're post Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's not funny, but do you know the the weekend binge when? Well, like I totally did that. Like it's it's like Sunday and Saturday. It's like the free days, you know, where you just like eat whatever you want, and then Monday morning you wake up and you feel like you know you've got the food hangover, and you're like, oh my god, I feel like crap. So you're sitting at your, you're like ready to get your breakfast on a Monday morning. You're like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want to feel better. What's the first thing that I do now? Um, Well, I kind of think, first of all, I think it would be kind of nice to go by your own schedule rather than society's schedule. Mm -hmm. So like you might want a big chocolate mud pie at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. You don't need to wait till a bank holiday weekend, you know? Um, and so to be the the dream would be to be very independent, like obviously like join in and, you know, be sociable or whatever. But like if it just seems to be a day where you're not feeling chocolate and then on another day you're super feeling chocolate, it's to go with that. Because it's like just like your liver and bladder doesn't know it's a bank holiday and neither yeah. does your stomach or taste buds. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think when the damage is already done, the first thing is, I suppose, when we've disordered eating is, I call it catastrophe thinking. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, oh my God, I've clearly like gained like a million pounds and I've clearly ruined the whole month and the whole year yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, and instead to just be like, no, this feeling of heaviness and fullness, all that is, is your body saying like, will you not put more food in me? Will just you Will you just bit. like yeah. hold your horses there a little bit yeah. and just not put more food in me because yeah. I just need to get through the backlog? Sure. So yeah. it's kind of like, and that's the whole thing with dieting and weight loss is like everyone thinks that you need to take action, but all your actions have got you into this mess. <laughs> like all the like yeah. dieting or over-exercising or like learning too much about nutrition or whatever. It's like, and all the eating, obviously, all the chaotic eating, that's the problem. So it's like, peace it's like time it's like letting your stomach rest up just giving it all the time and space it needs so maybe water will help or coffee or tea or peppermint tea or whatever and then just wait 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 until your stomach says it's done and it will say it's done by probably your belly rumbling or something close to it and that's just kind of I suppose giving your body a bit of respect if you maybe didn't and were kind of shoving mm. stuff down over the weekend or whatever, you know? So we've, okay, so I'm now like, it's 12 o'clock and I'm hungry now. I've got like a coffee and a, lots of water and I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to eat. What, what, what do I look for now in my fridge of food? Like, you know what I mean? Do I just, how do I start to speak to my body then? Um. So I suppose it's, very hard like it's it's so so hard if you're coming at this from years of dieting or absorbing information because your mind is ruling the roost yeah so your mind is saying you had a lot of bread yesterday so it shouldn't be bread Um, or like you know aren't you trying to be meat free or whatever whereas like the dream is to just kind of channel into your taste buds in your stomach like what what do what what's their opinion on what you need to eat and like that has surprised me so many times. Like mm. it's so fun now to look at a takeaway menu and let your stomach and your taste buds decide mm. because it's always right. And even one of my clients now that like is in a good place with all of this, she was like, and I'm not saying this would be like every single time, but she was like, 
you know, we're all ordering a load of food now. We're in COVID, you know, like a, mm. a lot of people are ordering like quite often or eating out quite or getting food from outside quite often. So she was just like, you know, she just really, really wanted restaurant level goat's cheese salad. Do you know, because yeah. like, you know, we're not the professionals when it comes to making food. Restaurants do do it better. So it's like. But for a disordered eater, that would have been like, you've got the chance if you're going to get a takeaway, like yeah. do a big set. Like, yeah, do a yeah, big yeah. Whereas if you're kind of like genuinely like, what would I feel nicer yeah. after in an hour's time? Logic can't tell you that. And like diet books can't tell you that. Mm. It's like you're at a certain specific environment in your body right now. So equally, it's kind of like if you literally no idea why, but like cold beef slices seem like a really good idea. Yeah. Like that could that that could be a nutrient, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. I love that. Like, I love the idea that your body is so infinitely intelligent. I have a billion stories of that. Yeah. Like, it's so, so smart. And like the more that I get into the body and... And obviously, like, I'm doing a yoga teacher training at the moment as well. So, like, I'm super deep diving into it. And, you know, the body just knows so much more than the mind, you know. Mm -hmm. The body just knows what's up. But, like, we, so many of us live from, like, the neck up. You know, we just live in our heads. Yes. And we don't actually know what it's like to be in our bodies. Exactly. It's scary, you know. So, eating happens from the nose down. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Because your eyeballs will lead you astray. Your eyeballs will be like, me, caveman, those <laughs> calories. But like, there's a difference between, yeah. say, something looking lovely and feeling nice after it. Yeah. Like, as in, food yeah. is meant to look lovely. Like, if you didn't know the difference between a chocolate cake and a coffee table, you'd be dead. <laughs> Do you know? So it's kind of like, you're, you're... So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been craving coffee tables? It's so weird. It's coffee cake I need it's coffee cake but um but yeah so it's kind of like there's a difference between like oh I like you and I forgot that yeah versus I need you now do you know what yeah, I mean yeah because it's like in, in the current internal environment that mightn't feel nice sitting in your yeah. stomach but your brain is just there to alert you that like oh there's lots of available energy in that mm. you know that's that's an option but then it's your, it's the smell, it's the taste, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the feeling in your stomach. It's everything from the nose down decides you're eating. That's so interesting. I love it. You know, like one of the, one of the greatest sentences, like um, Louise Hay says that, you know, your body is every cell in your body wants you to be well. Yeah, but you that's know, like... It's like it wants you to be well and we have to work with it. It's oh the idea that it's God. not against us, you know, it's lovely. But I think that was yeah. like an, another eureka moment I had. It's like everything yeah. in your biology is protection. Yeah, It's like literally your body is working night and day, your immune yeah. system, your trillions and trillions of microbiota. Like there's a lot going on and it's all pointing towards yeah. optimization yeah and then it's kind of like but then we think our stomach is trying to screw us over and make us fat i know it's like that doesn't make any biological sense so where did it come from like why have we been fed with this story i don't know it's a, i suppose it's a mix of things i think 
food scarcity has a lot to do with it. I think food was very scarce. The famine. The famine. <laughs> The famine up. and dieting moms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as in, because it, it's our perception if there's, you know, food is scarce. So that means if we know we're going home to a controlled dinner okay. and that's all we're getting or that's all we're meant to get, we're meant to get this controlled diet, yeah. controlled dinner and then a diet yogurt after it. That's like if someone said to you, oh, good news, Trisha, you're going to get three lunch boxes of oxygen at 8 a.m., <laughs> 1 p.m., and 8 p.m. Yeah. And I know you don't know how much oxygen you need and you don't know how much oxygen is in those lunch boxes, but that's still a scary concept. Yeah. Because you know you, you need the option anyways yeah. of unlimited oxygen in order I to do. survive. <laughs> and so food is the same. Yeah. Like, so that's not your like Trisha frontal lobe kind of part of the brain making that decision. It's like the real old part of your brain like i'm pretty sure yeah. i need unlimited food yeah. in order to be safe and you know yeah. it's maslow's hierarchy of needs as well that like food shelter um like just just the basics yeah and like you know enlightenment is way top of the pyra- uh, pyramid but yeah. like that's the basics in order to feel well is to know that there is always 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 all the food you could ever want mm-hmm. is around. Mm-hmm. And that's got nothing to do with you not feeling well or you being like, all that food is there, but now my belly feels nice and done. Mm. And because there's always loads of food around, I will come back to it later when my yeah. belly is empty again. So so how in the knowing that our body loves us and wants us to be well, that our body is like, working towards optimal health in the knowing that we can listen to our bodies to find out what we need most in any given moment and that we can free ourselves from the shame cycle what like how do we how do we change our thoughts like what tips do you give people to pull away from maybe that inner voice that could be from the mother or the parental figure that has passed on that i think it's it's a little bit of spot the inconsistency because when you're listening to your thoughts like they're not on your side and they're 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 not always singing from the same hymn sheet so I think like the biggest example is that like one minute you hear the thoughts of like finish the packet finish the packet Asher go on finish the packet you went for a walk earlier sure you'll be good tomorrow just finish the packet doesn't matter blah 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 blah. and then the next thought is like fat cow Why, why did you finish all of them what's wrong with you when are you gonna have willpower and it's like wow it's like okay my thoughts like bullied me into eating it and then like bullied me when I ate it and so this is why I kind of like the more you like just like witness those thoughts they're not working on your behalf meanwhile your poor old little body (laughs) who has like overcome every illness and like you know healed every wound and tells you when you're hungry or sick or something doesn't taste right or something tastes delicious like it's constantly communicating to you about food or hunger or fullness or taste or whatever it's like maybe listen to that maybe that's got kind of a little bit more consistent trustworthy story if we're going by what makes us feel physically good and Mm -hmm. then I suppose the confidence to know Mm -hmm. that that is literally going to be different than every other person that exists and being okay to follow through with that. No, but like, it's so interesting, like listening to that, you know, the space of, of, I suppose, like insecurity that exists 
and then to switch to a place of confidence you know like it's such a it's such a life-changing shift to make you know to to feel that low self-worth and then to be like okay maybe I can begin to trust myself you know maybe I can begin to be easier on myself you know like even just having the willingness to find the space between the thoughts because so often the thoughts come so fast that we can't find the space do you know does that make sense this is it so it's like you know how can we find the space to even hear the thoughts how can we find the space to even know that we're not our thoughts you know and that's a lovely willing that comes with willingness and openness and a want for self-love and self-care to be there you know I think that's and so yet amazing. again yeah. the the knowing that so far things have not worked out yeah so like I just thought that's the, okay though and and, and that's oh, okay yeah. that it hasn't worked out you know well like this that, is the thing like yeah. the bigger the problem the bigger oppor- the opportunity because like yeah. I love what I do now like I really really love it yeah but like I wouldn't even be in it or love it if yeah. I didn't have all those years of pain. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we're laughing. We're like, this is hilarious. It's it was like, horrific. Like, decades of self hatred, self rejection, which was gas. Yeah. But like, yeah, but you're equally, I suppose, um, we're only talking about disordered eating, but it's, it's probably just like everyone has their stuff to overcome, yeah. you know, we're probably, yeah. like we all do, everyone does. Surely yeah. everyone has a bit of personal development to be doing. <laughs> Surely. Surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think we come on this earth unless we have something to kind of work out. I suppose we've talked about turning the tide and finding the space to be a little bit more independent of your thought, but also to have a little bit more self-direction in terms of what you eat. Exactly. Yeah. So I suppose equally independent from outside voices independent from outside opinions independent from outside like blogs instagram newsletters about diets what you should eat etc like turning that off it's a long job though it it is yeah it is and 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 trying to figure out your own diet like because you you I, I well obviously I'm biased but like I, I think it's kind of the only way like yeah you know oh, there's totally. there's never been someone in your body there never will be someone in your who has the same body as you mm-hmm. so it's like you you are the only one who has the capability to figure out what foods you need at what time mm-hmm. and the good news is you will be indicated to whether you're doing it right or not by whether you feel good or bad like it, it kind of to be honest is that simple because when we're not feeling well with food we'll mm. feel heavy or tired yeah. or we're not enjoying our food yeah. or you know multiple symptoms maybe kind of IBS symptoms yeah. whatever else and if food is really working for us we're going to have a like like hopefully hunger before it stuff will taste like amazing we yeah. fireworks going off in our brain because our body needs it and it's so the perfect match for us yeah it's like our body and that food are totally in alignment yeah. at that time and then the quantity is just right for our stomach at that time yeah and so like like diets are so the opposite because diets are like commit to food yeah commit to a list of foods you can't have commit to quantities and then meanwhile your body is like i might need like four slices of bread today and then like one tomorrow and it's like ever changing i know like Mm. even the thought of of like i can't 
can't calorie count. I can't. I can't do diets. I can't wait. Well, you're better off. Like I know. Yeah, it's way better. But it's like I've learned it over the years because it's taken the joy out of food for me because I love food so much. But just in terms as well, if like if if you were like a dietitian, like um doing the. The calories for menus. Do you know the way some restaurants oh, yeah. now they say yeah. like, "Oh, this burrito is however many yeah. calories or whatever." If you were to do that right professionally, if you go into the database yeah. and look up tomato, there literally will be hundreds of no, yeah, hundreds you, of options. Yeah, why? Because it depends on like kind of the season it's grown, where it's grown, the type of tomato it is. Like there's and and that's only the database. Like obviously there's like it's 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 nature. It can't be kind of put in in yeah. a box. So it's like everyone yet again on my fitness pal or whatever is like a tomato is fifty calories, <laughs> and it's like well <laughs> it's not. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice of fitness pal. Yeah. But um, but like as in basically just everyone hanging their hat on this like gospel truth about calories and stuff. And you're like, it's not even remotely accurate. Like, yeah, let crazy, alone you zero clue what mm-hmm. your body needs are in a day. Like zero. Because that's going to be affected by your menstrual cycle. How much sleep you and got last night. How stressed yeah. you are. And like, you know, like obviously there's going to be like um, men, women uh, listen to this. But when we are in cycles, you know, as women, we're so yeah. cyclical. Yeah, so cyclical. Like, like you know, I need meat once a month or whenever I need it. Like, yeah, and I don't need it most days, but I need it some days, and that's okay. I need fish sometimes, or I need loads of salad sometimes, or I need like whatever the hell it is. Like, you know, if you're in your spring summer part of your cycle, you may be lighter or freer. If you're in the winter part, you may need more comfort and potatoes or whatever the hell exactly. it is. Exactly. You know, and you have to trust that cyclical state. Like because we've been living from the neck up we've been living in this space where we think we're just in this city or in this kind of like computer world when we're actually we we you know we're, we beat to the tune of nature we are nature like and we're not removed from it like. but see there's no getting away from that and 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 that's no. the pissing off thing yeah. do you know it's like everyone's like you know i remember and it was so sad's law and i think you hear a lot of stories in this like in general health as well but like I remember when I did work with rapid weight loss diets, it was always the clients that were like anxious, 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 controlling, controlling, controlling. Mm. They wanted like one kilo a week or whatever it was. And um, they never got it. Like, because, you know, and there's kind of some kind of scientific and biological kind of reasons for it too. Like, say, cortisol, the stress hormone and stuff promotes fat storage. So like the more you're like, screw you body i'm gonna push you into weight loss i'm gonna push you into weight loss your body's like what's going on what's going on better hoard some weight <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so it's like it's really counterproductive actually and also like you were saying about the periods it's like when we've got kind of a disordered view of our body and eating we see all that stuff as like, oh my God, my body's trying to screw me over again. Like, why do I want chocolate? What's wrong with me? Yeah. And then when you're coming from a more positive place about it, like I know from working with clients too, it's like just because your body kind of reroutes towards chocolate mm. doesn't mean that's not your body still letting go of excess weight. Like mm. it, it could be because, you know, you could have 80 calories of chocolate or you could have 80 calories of kiwis. 
Like in terms of weight, yeah. Yeah. a food per se is not overeating. And I think there's that kind of understanding good, out there. Good foods and bad foods. Exactly. That's so true. So yeah. good foods are like calorie free and bad foods will instantly put on weight. Oh, wow. And actually there's studies on it that the the... The more disordered your weight is, yeah. the more you think the difference is between good foods and bad foods. Whereas actually, calorie-wise, there's just food, teeny tiny yeah. difference. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so you just see that your body just wants a different composition of food that week. Yeah. Week it just wants maybe more meat or more chocolate, but it doesn't necessarily actually no it doesn't want more calories during your period but then just after your period it, it dips, dips lower that's the spring the spring yeah. is the real child energy you know because if we go by the cycles of the moon it's like each week is associated with the season so the spring is the real youthful energy the summer is kind of blossoming and then the autumn is the falling away and the winter is you know you need to store up in winter and winter is the period week so it's really interesting yeah that we actually obviously want to store up because our body is like really needing that so yeah so in the it. studies it's like it mm. all averages out of course yeah yeah and it's the natural and that's the natural tune and the rhythm of our bodies like and mm-hmm. following that is so amazing mm-hmm. you know it's like it's so interesting listening to the good food bad food thing i totally used to have that but now i see foods as uh as foods my body likes and doesn't like does that make sense it's like yeah. a different way of viewing it where i'm like I know I feel really sick every time I have that and I can't have that. And I no, I don't want perfect. to have it. Do you know what perfect. I mean? Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, oh, I don't want to feel sick. So yeah, so whether that's it. a grapefruit yeah. or garlic oh, cheese chips, it's oh, like yeah. if it makes me see, feel unwell, I, just, I don't want to do yeah. it. It doesn't really matter what other people's opinion is. Not at all. Like, and yeah. I, Because I love and care for myself because I, I want to feel well. I deserve to feel good in this life, you know? Well, that's yeah. the missing element yeah. of diets and weight loss because... The more we diet and the more we're like focused, focused, focused on yeah. losing weight, we've kind of lost the whole point of things. Yeah. Like a good body looks yeah. like a body that's treated well. Mm. So you're not mm. going to be able to shove it from pillar to post and either it be consistently the weight you want it to be or mm. to feel well or whatever. So it's like all the kind of... um structure is there the structure is that like if you're feeling better 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 Mm -hmm. that's your sign and kind of i think mentally and physically that's your sign that your body is moving in the right direction you know and that you're you're getting in line with what's suited to you you know and on that point as well the same thought goes to exercise i used to do like nuts exercise and then i realized i really hated running on the roads i hated it i hated it my knees hated it I didn't enjoy it. I ran like a duck. It was just weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just off. I just, I'm not a natural runner, mm. you know? So, um, I just really liked walking on the beach. It was just, and I switched to walking on the beach. And I just, I remember when I moved to Ascarby, I lost like, not that it was about weight, but like my body naturally responded to a gentler exercise. Do you know? It just and that was like, yeah. like, that was like a present. Yeah. Like, that, like that's the other thing. I just kind of feel like, just just from working with people as well, I just yeah. kind of feel like the, their bodies know their intention because yet again, for the people who are like, I just want to drive down the scales. <laughs> it doesn't go like no. they don't change at yeah. all. And then when people like have a genuine intention to take care of themselves mm. and they want to feel well and they want to mm. do right by they, their body, they know they've mistreated it, etc. Yeah. Then it's kind of like stuff like that, like that walk on the beach is like, just for your holistic health like that's a present do you know what yeah. i mean like it's 
it's not just calories burnt. It's yeah. like fresh air. It's time away from computers yeah. and screens and the four walls and like, you know, it's it's all the other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like for you, that could be, or for someone else, it could be running. It could yeah. be CrossFit. It could be whatever. I know people who just adore CrossFit and get such a buzz off it and have like just the best time. Like it would be hell on earth for me. My body would just not like it. Like, yeah. And that's okay because every body is different. Like, so whatever food is right for you is right for you. Yeah. And whatever exercise is right for you is right for you. And like to loop it back in, like whatever was pressed upon you or is being pressed upon you from an opinion of another it's not your opinion and I think that's really important well I think all the exercise stuff it's the exact same as good bad food because good and bad food and the disordered eating kind of side of things is called black and white thinking so it's the same with with exercise it's like it's good to go for a run every day it's bad if I miss it and it's like well that doesn't make sense like you know just like it's good to have salad every day it's bad to have chocolate every day or something but it's kind of like no if if chocolate makes you happy and if it's like your body genuinely benefits like as Mm. in it tastes lovely and you feel lovely after it yeah perfect and equally like say that walk on the beach amazing but like if you're like coming down with the flu and you feel really sick and sad or tired or whatever and you're like come on fatty let's go for a walk (laughs) and you're kind of doing that to yourself it's like that is not a good day for a walk so it's like so the black and white thinking of good and bad it like the problem with it is that that's not how food or exercise works that's not how your body works it's like and you're really doing yourself a disservice because say for people who are like I need to walk 30 minutes every day and I need to get up at 7 a.m and do 30 minutes a day well it's like well if you were listening to your body some days you won't want any walk and then Another day you might wander off for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, like your body does what it wants to do. Sure. Or, or like if your intention is like, what would make me feel really good? Like sometimes maybe a 15 minute walk wouldn't touch the sides. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't actually feel good after it. It'd be yeah. too short for all the energy you've in you or something. Yeah. And then another day would be way, way too much. I know. And it's so interesting because like when, when I get up in the morning... And I do my meditation and my practice, or whatever. There's some days I'll want to do a really long, long yoga practice. And then there's other days that like, I'll just want to do intuitive movement and dance, whatever it is. Or some days I do nothing or I do a walk, whatever. I might go to the pier, whatever else it is. But like, my intention is always like, how, how do I come home to myself? Like, how do mm. I come home to myself more so that I'm like more in the seat of myself? You know? Yeah. Like, I'm really just releasing that excess thought or that excess like you know. oh that's gorgeous that's a lovely yeah. way to look at it but it's like because I know now the thoughts are not me you know mm-hmm. I know now that the you know the feelings that are on my body or the heaviness or the tiredness that's on my body is is temporary and I can I can actually leverage exercise and love to actually help me feel freer oh, 100% yeah. as opposed to it being a punishment it's more just like this gorgeous tool that helps me you know, move through the day easier, be in my body in a more loving way and be in my mind, you know, and have that space. And, and, and for sure, I think that's a really important. And see, that's all yeah. so self-led, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. It that's so like what you need mm. per hour. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm always telling my clients as well, because it's like, you can't cheat the system. Like dieting is always about, I'm going to hoodwink my body now. I'm just going to eat loads, 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 loads. And then, <laughs> don't look, buddy. Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. And then next week, 
I'm gonna be really good, really good. Yeah. And it's like you earn it, like is it? And yeah. and and the whole I I remember myself being scared of that because it's like there's no way I can be perfect every hour for the rest of my life. And it's like oh. your body's way sounder than yeah. that. It's like. It, it doesn't want the excess, but it doesn't want nothing either. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to gorgeous foods. Yeah. Like, it, if the food is gorgeous, it certainly wants it. Yeah. But it doesn't want to feel full or, like, too full, I mean, or yeah. sick or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So, wrapping up, I learned loads again, Aoife. And, you know, even for the younger me, you know, and there's part of me still in there with those, you know, with the shame and with the... You don't even have to be young, you know. You could be currently with it yeah you could be in your 60s and have this especially with food jeez oh no mm. but i'm saying more that the the younger me that felt those things yeah and, and that is still present in me the part of me that's still you know susceptible holds, and yeah, stuff susceptible yeah and, you know like we, we can't escape it like we're bombarded with these things a hundred percent so i think it's been really lovely exploring that and exploring the forgiveness that we can give ourselves for, mm. for believing other people outside of ourselves and and the willingness I can't, yeah trusting in others yeah more than ourselves trusting in outside information and it was never more than yeah. our little body that has got us from an embryo to an adult and i think we can understand now why we did that but we also now can go forward with the tools and i can't emphasize enough if we have even even a willingness to be open to change it'll happen you i think that's I it i think it's like this can't be it like yeah. feeling oh, like this or being this mean yeah. to myself this can't be it that real despair you yeah know, you're just sitting there and you're like i don't i just can't i just and i know the moment in my life when i felt that like all of a turn like mm-hmm. when it, and that's such a it's such a big point in your life but it's also like the changing of it forever no matter where you are there's always space there's always space for you to be however you want to be in this world yeah but also you ebb and flow with all this stuff too don't you you go right back to square one very often (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah um okay Okay. so thanks so much for having me Eva. i really hope you enjoyed my it's been great knacker drinking with you in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Mwah.